Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. My dad works in B2B marketing. He came by my school for career day and said he was a big ROAS man. Then he told everyone how much he loved calculating his return on ad spend. My friends still laugh at me to this day. Not everyone gets B2B, but with LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people who do. Get $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. You're listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad. This is the Adweek Podcast, where we talk about marketing, media, technology, pop culture, because in the end, everything is an ad. And uh, wow, uh, you know, this is like the time to talk about ads, because there are actually, uh, everything literally is an ad these, this past week or two. It's Super Bowl time. And uh, with me, of course, to discuss it is our co-host, uh, Co M, the department's editor here at Adweek. Co, it's, uh, it's an exciting time. This is your first Super Bowl with Adweek. Are you pumped? I am, and I am excited to be in the war room with all my colleagues. And also, we've been seeing those teasers trickling in. So we are also joined by our breaking news reporter, Katie Lundstrom, who is one of the keepers of our Super Bowl tracker that is online, and it keeps tabs on everything that's coming in, everything that we're expected to see. Uh, But of course, um, there will be some surprises here and there. Yeah, Katie, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, so, yeah, as as Co mentioned, the war room uh, that Adweek runs. If you if you don't have any plans on Super Bowl night, which of course you do, but you can still fire up Twitter and keep an eye on Adweek uh, and on Instagram too. Uh, we have just a, a whole swath of humanity in the Adweek office uh, and and remote. Uh, I'm remote. I try to watch. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast. I try to watch Super Bowl every year from a a party-like environment uh, with other people. Uh, I am, of course, still live tweeting and writing up stuff the whole time. Uh, but I think that's kind of fun. Uh, Katie, what are you going to be doing? You are remote as well in Austin. What, what are you going to be doing for Super Bowl night? Yeah, also going to be um, kind of in a party atmosphere. My parents are actually hosting a party and some friends of mine are coming over. So I'll be um, getting in on the party and then running away to, to write up any breaking news hits it. Um, I need to focus on. I, I am the absolute worst guest for your Super Bowl party. Uh, no one should ever invite <laughs> me. It, it's like I just yell for everyone to shut up a lot. <laughs> and, and, then, and then I yell things like, what just happened? What just happened? Did anyone see it? No, don't pause it. Don't pause it. <laughs> I'm the best because I just sit in the corner and I eat Super Bowl food, and I like watching the commercials. <laughs> wow, those, those days are done. Now you're a professional ad watcher. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. got to jump in. So, uh, so Co, what are we going to be talking about today? 
Well, speaking of breaking news, uh, some news broke on social media. We saw that Mr. Peanut uh, died a sad death um, on, <laughs> on Twitter. So here's a little bit of what happened to Mr. Peanut when he was with some friends and he basically falls to his death. I just died in your arms tonight. Oh, look out! Ah! Abandonment! Oh, oh, we're too heavy. Oh. Matt, let go. No, you let go. <sighs> hey, Mr. Peanut, no, you don't. Don't do it, Mr. Pe- no. no! <gasps> Maybe he'll be all right. Maybe not. So, yeah, Katie, walk us through the scenario there. What is what is happening? They're on a road trip, Mr. Peanut and his good friends, Matt Walsh um, and uh, Wesley Snipes. And they have to swerve for an armadillo, which is something, you know, that I can really relate to being down here in Texas. Um, but this time they fly off a cliff. They luckily all grab a branch that are ha- that's hanging off the side of the mountain, um, but Mr. Peanut, to save the, the other two, um, lets himself fall down onto the remains of the nutmobile, which then explodes. So um, he's pretty dead, unless, I mean, he is a nut, so I've thought about, you know, is he now just roasted, a right. little extra roasted, uh, but it did look like a pretty serious explosion. Um, yeah, because right after that, um, you know, uh, this past week, you know, they put a tribute tweet out um, remembering mm-hmm. all the years that Mr. Peanut was with us. Yeah, the 104 years. And now the Twitter is the estate of Mr. Peanut. Um, so they're really, I mean, it, it kind of had some, it reminded me of the Prince estate, which is, I felt a little weird about, but. Um, oh, there, there's, a, there's a lot to feel weird about with this one. Like they are. <laughs> they're they're toeing the line of appropriateness in a way that I don't know is actually kind of impressive. Uh, you know, yeah. they they as soon as they announced it, people. Well, let me give a bit of background here for those not paying attention to all things Mr. Peanut. The so the social accounts are run by Vayner Media, which is also making the Super Bowl ad. Mm-hmm. Um, the agency, you know, famously owned by Gary Vaynerchuk, and uh, you know they they've pushed it into some interesting areas. Uh, he, if there is a nut pun or joke or testicular reference that can be made, like they've made it, they have leaned so hard into nut jokes over the last few months to the point where, like, kind of like we're talking about, I'm just like, I don't, uh, I don't know about this. Like, they're always just like, oh, no nut November. We're, we want more, <laughs> we want like more nut November. I'm just like, yeah, not really everything I want to be thinking about when I'm thinking about snacking, but, um, you know, so they've they've done some stuff. They've taken it some places, and this this is the new place they took it. It's just straight up murdering him. Uh, mm-hmm. I you know, obviously TV characters die. I'm sure some mascots have died that I'm just kind of forgetting about in the moment. But uh, but the reaction was, uh, I would say, furiously. Uh, I mean, mostly mockery. Uh, it just is fodder for so many jokes, right? Like so many jokes. And everyone made them. If there was, again, like if you could make a joke, it was made. A lot of people point out his kind of capitalism. <laughs> like, <laughs> like his, uh, his uh, monocle. Kind. 
Yeah, the top hat wearing, uh, you know, guy who who eats his own people, and um, and so you know, there's there's been a lot of good jokes about it. I think the brand has just kind of tried to keep fanning the flames. They have not admitted what they're doing with it. Uh, but I did because the agency won't talk. I talked to the second most obvious person you'd want to talk to, which is um, a executive creative director over at Droga Five. Uh, and why Droga Five? Because they made IHOB which you may remember as being the International House of Burgers when IHOP uh, changed their name. And the reaction was very similar. So they announced it with a tweet where the IHOP logo flipped its P upside down and turned it into a B. And everyone, that was it. And everyone just went nuts. And it was just people making fun of it, people, you know, wondering what it was about. And the reaction was very similar. And so I, I talked to uh, Scott Bell, the uh, ECD at Droga, who who ran that. He was kind of the architect of IHOB. And he basically said, yeah, man, watching this peanut thing, it is it is like a flashback. <laughs> you know, just, just watching everyone in your timelines. And, and he told me something that really I thought was fascinating. He gave me some advice, you know, about just what this all means. Like how, you, yeah, if you work on a brand that has a really iconic mascot, you have to have some fun with it or, or, you know, logo or whatever it is. You have to have some fun with it. You have to be willing to take it some places. And, yeah, of course, you're going to take it back. You're going to take it back to safety at some point. Like, he will be back. The Bud Knight did not stay dead after last year's Super Bowl. Uh, you know, it's it, – it, you, you have to reel it back eventually, but you have to be willing to push it. But then the thing he said that I, I related with the most is he was like, the hardest part is as a human being – who created this thing, watching it just explode on late night TV, across Twitter, in your own social feeds. And everyone's like, this is so dumb. This is the dumbest <laughs> thing. It's the worst decision I've ever seen. And you're like, you you have to fight every instinct <laughs> to just be like, we know what we're doing. <laughs> we're not dumb. <laughs> so congrats to the VaynerMedia people for being in that world right now of having to... Uh, having to, to watch that. But I, it has gotten me excited, more excited for a Planner Super Bowl ad than I thought was physically possible. Yeah, because, you know, now you're like beyond making fun. You're trying to hypothesize what's what's going to happen. What's the big reveal? Um, and how nice to have that buildup, um, as you point out, of being the center of water cooler talk. Mm-hmm. So, Katie, tell us some other uh, spots that are coming that you've you've written about quite a few of the big ones. Uh, what are some yeah. that you think will will kind of generate more, you know, generate some good levels of buzz? Um, you know, I think the the Little Caesars ad I thought was pretty funny. It took me a second to recognize that was Rain Wilson, um, who plays Dwight Schrute. Obviously, um, he's wearing different glasses, I guess, but he's um, it's a very over the top performance about trying to preserve the. Uh, legacy of sliced bread in the face of the next best thing being um, Little Caesar's delivery, which it is now offering delivery of previously only carry out hot and ready pizza. Um, there's a MC Hammer is in the Cheetos ad. There's a t- so many um, big name celebrities, I think, as always. But That's um, a very generous way to describe MC Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he's the, everybody knows the name, you know, like it's one of those things and, you know, you hear those beats and you know exactly what they're um, pointing out, you know, it's very recognizable. And then Bill Nye, the science guy in the SodaStream ad, um, you have Sam Elliott and Lil Nas X and uh, Billy Ray Cyrus in the Doritos ad. Um, 
I mean, and the two celebs in the planters one, Olay has five different celebrities in theirs. Uh, Katie Couric, Busy Phillips, Lily Singh, Nicole Stott, Taraji Henson. So you have... By the way, that Olay story is our cover story for our Super Bowl issue. Um, and uh, that one, you know, really kind of uh, promotes Girls Who Code um, and making space for women. Um, I'm confused a little bit of why SodaStream did not continue uh, using Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye uh, for, mm-hmm. for their Super Bowl ad since they already did kind of an ASMR piece um, spot with, with him. Um, yeah. They, they jump fact, around a lot, though. I mean, you know, they used, uh, you know, they, they used Scarlett Johansson uh, a few years ago, uh, you know, Mark Kelly, the astronaut. Like they've so I think they kind of pride themselves in jumping around and not not settling in on any one thing. That said, I still think and I may have mentioned this on last week's episode. I still think it's kind of weird that like Bill Nye, like just got done um doing all this stuff about Starbucks nitro cold brew. And now he's doing a thing about like, he's, he's like just becoming the <laughs> carbonation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. It's uh you know, to clarify, Starbucks is not carbonated. It's nitrogenated. I learned that from Bill Nye during, <laughs> during the, the last campaign. Science says, um, <laughs> let's go back to um, the little Caesars ad. I want to listen into one of the three spots um, and how, um, sliced bread is the next best thing or not. Bread is the best. Bread is best. That's it. Bread is best. Bread is the best thing. Sliced bread is the best thing. Sliced bread. Call it. Still the best thing? Question mark? Yes. Exclamation point. Pizza, pizza. So, Katie, going back to that, what is Little Caesars pointing at beyond delivery? What do you, what do we predict perhaps, um, the office star that we all know um, mm-hmm. is going to do for for the big game. You know, I am not sure. I think he's going. It seems like he's just going going to continue down this um uh, path of sort of losing his mind a little bit about the his, his dear sliced bread losing its place, or maybe he'll be won over by Little Caesars. It's hard to know. Um, at during one of the teasers, he's smacking piece, pieces of pizza out of people's hands as he's walking by. He is um, very, very distressed by this. Um, so I'm not, I'm not sure what this means for the Super Bowl ad, but um, I think we can see a more another over-the-top performance for sure. I, I have so many questions about this with Little Caesars. Like, one is their pizzas cost like 75 cents. You know, it's like they're the uh-huh. cheapest pizzas on earth. A, how can you afford to have so, to pay someone to deliver those things? I'm always impressed they can even keep the lights on. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I, have, I have kids, so I'm not above, uh, you know, getting the $5 pizzas at Little Caesars. But then the other thing, too, is this actually goes against um, some of the trends we've been seeing. Like Domino's in the last few years has really been hyping up uh, pickup uh, versus mm-hmm. delivery. And I forget, like, strategically why that was, but I think they just saw that there was a lot of growth potential there that they had been in this like land war for you know marketing war for delivery for so long against papa john's and against these other players that they were like oh there's actually a lot of money to be made in highlighting pickup which is of course the the bread and butter no pun intended of of uh you know of little caesars so yeah i don't know strategically i think that's interesting uh but 
that's you know creative aside i'm just i'm fascinated that that's what they have to promote mm-hmm. uh let, let's talk about snickers so snickers um is a fascinating Super Bowl marketer. They're a fascinating marketer in general. You know, longtime partner with BBDO New York, one of the best agencies out there. And they've done two of my favorite ads, uh, Super Bowl ads of all time. And not just Super Bowl ads, two of my favorite ads of all time, the Betty White uh, Super Bowl ad from, what, 10 years ago? 10 years and, ago, yep. And then... Um, and then the uh, the the Brady Bunch ad, you know, where uh, where we had Machete, you know, as as uh, Jan or Marsha, I forget now which one, but um, but you know, it's uh, Danny Trejo, like was was so like perfectly dropped into this you know episode of the Brady Bunch. They've done some amazing stuff. What do we know about what they're going to be doing this year, Katie? Um, well, apparently they're going to fix the world, which they've uh, noted is out of sorts, um, which I figure a lot of people can relate to. Um, but it's uh, unclear how digging, they seem to be digging a, a large hole, and it seems to be very unclear as to how that has anything to do with fixing anything, except for maybe, you know, just digging a hole. Right, because it's digging a hole out of, you know, annoyances like, someone having an entire conversation with their mom. Um, And it feels, you know, the teasers feel to me like almost one of the telecom ads, um, having, you know, workers or like real people, average people um, alluding to to something. So I'm Mm -hmm. hoping that, you know, I don't know, something – Either it's like a giant sustainability (laughs) message or (laughs) – that somebody really big comes out of the hole or there's like a giant dance party in this hole. Like, I, I don't know. Um, I, would, I, would not hold, I would not hold your breath for the uh, sustainability message. <laughs> <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> but, no, but yeah. I mean, the one the one teaser that I honestly did bristle at a little bit was the 32-year-old who's still living at home. And come on, like, let's just give millennials a break here. We, uh... We still might we might need some help, but that's not the fault of our own. Although if you're yeah. working as a part-time DJ, yeah. then maybe. And culturally, maybe. you can still live at home in Asian American yeah. families as a duty to your family. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that that joke is so weak. Like for yeah. for so many for so many reasons. Um, the uh, you know that said the the parallel f- for me though is in uh, in good place. I always cracked up when uh, Jason would refer to himself as a, a professional amateur DJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, that one's okay. Oh man, but, he uh, would have been great in a Super Bowl ad. Uh, yeah. Gotta, why find, him? gotta find ways to use that guy. Um, yeah. So uh, it, it, the oh, I'm about to go. Yeah, I, I almost said something. I'm like, no, I'm just going to go down a, a good place rabbit hole, and I will never come back out. This, this will be like hour three of the podcast, and it's like, and that's why I think season two holds up better than season one. No. Um, but uh, let so okay. So what have we not talked about? Um, Doritos. Doritos. Uh, no, we, yeah. we, we t- touched on that one. Um, but, uh, yeah, who else, uh, are we the least bit interested in seeing? Um, I mean, there's the Sabra one, but I'm not really a Real Housewives person, so I don't really know what we have to be excited about there. I don't really understand Real Housewives world. Um, those are, those but, are tough, tough spots to pull off, you know, the ones where you pick a reality show star. Those are the ones where I inevitably just look, look, look around the room for the one person who gets it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. who are these people? Like, <laughs> what does it mean? 
Yeah, and uh, what which niche are they really trying to to reach? You know, either yeah. you're going really specific or really really wide, right? Like so, mm-hmm. Pringles partnering with Rick and Morty versus you know the Budweiser behind the scenes ad that um, tries to tug at everyone's heartstrings. Um, mm-hmm. I I think that's it's it's interesting. It's also interesting that um, the the Budweiser teaser you know asks. It goes back to social media and asks people to like the tweet so you can see the the ad first. Um, so mm-hmm. we'll see how that engagement kind of plays out and adds to any discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it was interesting that we are recording this on Friday um, before the week of leading up to the Super Bowl. And as of now, I believe we only have one ad, right? Uh, Budweiser. Yeah. Correct. And, and so that's I think brands are learning. Like there used to be this theory that two weeks out was actually kind of the the ideal, or maybe it was ten days or something, but those man, those those things change. Like there's no, mm-hmm. I, I think last year seeing the uh, the 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 Game of Thrones ad that we that we talked about at length last week, uh, the partnership with Bud Light, that one none of us saw coming. They didn't tell the press. They didn't tell. They didn't tease it. Nothing. And it made, I mean, it was worth it. It was an amazing ad. Uh, and, and I think brands hopefully kind of learned from that. I think Tide has admitted they're coming back to the game after several years away and after dominating the game in a really surprising and fun way uh, two years ago. And we will, uh, you know, we'll see uh, if they bring it back. But I have a feeling that part of what they learned is don't, don't give away too much uh, because it just takes the fun out of it. That reminds me of um, Stranger Things um, star Winona Ryder, um, and I think Katie, you're excited about about that one. Yeah, um, I am from Minnesota, so it was kind of fun to see Winona um, this the town in that ad. Um, it's a beautiful little town on the river there with a bunch of bluffs and very pretty, and all the Minnesota ac- accents in that teaser are hysterical. They're really on point. Yeah, we we should. Uh... Clarify that this is for what? Squarespace, right? Oh, yeah, for Squarespace. Yeah. Let's listen in on a little bit of this one minute, 40 or so second It's uh, a heck teaser. of a teaser. <laughs> <laughs> we will listen to just a little bit of it. But yeah, here's Winona Ryder talking about returning home to Winona, Minnesota. I heard she was born in the, around this area. I'm not really sure. My mom was in a local laundromat and she saw a little pamphlet book and it said Winona the legend of Winona was a little book and um, she picked it up which it, I think induced her labor of me you know it's her namesake so to come back to that and involve that and embrace it yeah that's neat I think Winona represents a lot of towns that are that have a lot going on and a lot of creative energy and great places. And I'm excited to see Squarespace be interested in those small businesses. I just think it's a really cool project. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped about that one. I actually really dig, uh, you know, Squarespace uh, has kind of been all over the map in terms of like what they've done. But I think their use of celebrities is always really fun. You know, what they've done with... uh, you, you know, just over the, the past few years, uh, Keanu Reeves and just, you know, they do they do fun stuff. Uh, and so I'm I think that one's got a certain earnestness to it. I am a definitely a ride or die Winona Ryder fan uh, for <laughs> going back many, many, many years. And um, and so, yeah, I love this. Record. Anything that needs to make up for that hair ad she did a few years ago. You guys remember that? that was that a Super Bowl ad? It might have been a Super Bowl ad. Um, that was the one where it's just like her 
it's basically I didn't get the joke because I didn't get that apparently, you know, there was this vibe that Winona Ryder's hair is awful. Maybe specifically in Stranger Things season one, uh, but it's like <laughs> she she gets, you know, her hair is improved, and that's the whole point of the ad. And I, it was just like, oh, she deserves better. <laughs> like, like that was. So maybe hopefully this will be her comeuppance. We all deserve but be- we all deserve better. We all deserve a big, <laughs> big hole dug in the ground by Snickers, yeah. and just put us all in it and cover us up. <laughs> maybe, maybe the Snickers hole will uh, reveal Mr. Peanut. That's going to be used in Snickers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. What a man. I will tell you right now that if you're correct and the Snickers hole and the corpse of Mr. Peanut are somehow connected, (laughs) I will pay you $100 in cash. Go. (laughs) Did you hear that, everybody? $100 in cash. It's on the record. My my weird, my weird idea. My my personal long odds prediction is kind of was inspired by I I, I think she's a listener too Caitlin uh, Caitlin H um, with an underscore uh, is her Twitter uh, handle but she's in uh, Cincinnati and she tweeted that I think Mr Peanut might have a Mrs Peanut that comes into the picture after the commercial airs in the Super Bowl and that got me thinking I was like I want them to pull a Priceline negotiator. And just hand off the whole thing to like a new generation of peanut, like like a young nut kicking kind of, uh, you know, female or non-binary, like (laughs) MX peanut uh, for a new era. I don't know. Everyone would hate it and I would love it. (laughs) I'd I'd be the one person like, yeah, let's get on TikTok. Gender neutral peanut. Yeah, just like, just keep them, keep them angry because you know they've already shown that they don't really care if people get pissed off about this stuff. So <laughs> I want, I want the 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 peanut for a new era, uh, and <laughs> and you could just say you could have a whole revenge thing like this young peanut goes after Wesley Snipes for allowing its dad to die, like you know. Anyway, <laughs> if if I'm correct, no one's going to pay me a hundred dollars, but it just goes to show we're we're weirdly intrigued uh, by this. So, um, well, it's. We've got so many more Super Bowl ads. Definitely check out Adweek Super Bowl ad tracker and just adweek.com in general. You're going to find, if you go there, you're going to find a lot of Super Bowl stuff. <laughs> We've yes, got a we lot to are. talk about. Uh, Katie has been tremendous in uh, making sure that we have lots of great uh, up-to-the-minute coverage. And then, man, it's really going to go into hyperdrive uh, in those last few days and then during the game. Uh, so if you're not following us on Twitter, which, shame on you, uh, make sure you are. It's just Adweek. And on Instagram as well. You can follow me. I'm just Griner, G-R-I-N-E-R. Co is at CoMTV. Uh, That's correct. TV. Uh, Katie, you got a Twitter you want to pimp while you're here? Yeah, it's Clunster. K-L-U-N-D-S-T-E-R. Just Great rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we, <laughs> well, we are going to take a break. And when we come back, speaking of Twitter, we're going to be talking with the CEO of TalkWalker about trends on online sites and different apps leading up to the big game. We'll be right back. We are back. And just a reminder, in our Super Bowl issue, you can find stories about agencies working with influencers and brands for those big Super Bowl ads. Um, Big names create big buzz, and so do big events. So here is some of my conversation with Todd Grossman, CEO of America's Talkwalker, which is a social analytics firm. 
We have an infographic in our Super Bowl issue about um, at least one of the major conversations that was happening on social media. What you do is basically listen in real time and also offer some feedback in real time. Um, You provided us some word clouds of the most talked about events, but also the recurring words um, and phrases that came up. Yeah, so TalkWalker, again, is the social listening and analytics platform. So what we're covering is more than 150 million websites and online services, uh, such as your hundreds of thousands of blogs, news, and forums. And we are also monitoring more than 10 social media channels, such as Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit. So we're getting all this information, and we're allowing companies and brands to be able to type in the Boolean that they want or see what trends or hashtags are are resonating and coming out there. For the 100th NFL season, there were 3.1 million mentions. And the sentiment you also measure, uh, with a little over half being positive um, and a little under half being of negative value or quality, Um, Tell me a little bit more about what you've seen. Some of the top themes around the NFL's 100th season was um, Lamar Jackson's of the Baltimore Ravens setting his uh, record-setting streak. Uh, Millions of fans around the world engaged with Lamar Jackson's game-changing highlights, followed his meteoric rise during his first full seasons as the Ravens quarterback. And we saw that uh, athletic feats were features of his by um, Geico's Play of the Day and Pizza Hut's Hut of the Week in the commercials that they had. So what was interesting about Lamar Jackson, um, we have, you know, positive words and also negative words. Um, but what is the takeaway? Is it that, oh, this you really lean into those big plays and kind of monitor from there? or It was really the fan engagement and the posts that the fans were posting about his feats uh, week after week in terms of all the play action passes that he was doing and um, being a uh, playmaker. So really like to follow the fandom and follow – um, an event throughout the season. Would that be right? Yes, it was a huge success for him. And that resulted in more than uh, 2.6 million mentions, which is really high. Are people in general talking more um, about football on social media and online? Compared to what? Just uh, are, are people more apt to express their fandom um, in the age of digital? Yes, it's a medium for everyone to um, share, whether it's on Facebook, YouTube, or Instagram, to uh, share their weekend experience or their Thursday night experience and have conversations with other like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And how um, do brands and teams even, uh, you know, look look at that? So what the brands and teams are looking at in particular, they're looking at um, share a voice. They want to know uh, which brands and ads uh, received the most number of uh, mentions. And they're also examining where the conversations are taking place. So if you know where the conversations are taking place, you could actually do some nice targeting when you're trying to reach your fans. So that's been really nice. And keeping an eye out for the sentiment is another really key benchmark um, 
to understand the brand messaging and what themes of discussions are resonating uh, with the with the fans. In addition to that, there's uh, conversations, believe it or not, around food and tailgating in parks. So understanding uh, where the best food uh, is at a particular uh, car uh, people will go to. So really looking at the the culture and not just um, about the game, really. That's correct. Yeah. What do you expect for for the Super Bowl um, that people will not only mention and engage uh, with each other about big plays, but also talk about the ads? They are absolutely going to be talking about the ads. There's going to be a whole other uh, event going on at the same time during the Super Bowl. And we're, we're excited about Hard Rock's first Super Bowl commercial that will be produced and directed by Michael Bay, known for the Transformers. And we um, see some really, really heavy traffic over the past 24 hours with um, Mr. Peanut or Planters. Um, Mr. Uh, Peanut, we think, uh, has passed away. And there's a lot of social media conversations going on right now about a 2,700% increase compared to um, the prior week. Yeah. And I, I guess, you know, it would be really to follow the trail as it leads up to the Super Bowl of people talking about Mr. Peanut and that's a success for, for them. Um, it was also at least on my feed, promoted um, so more people can see it and see the news. So that's a clear uh, driver of social buzz leading up to the game. What about the Transformers director, um, Hard Rock commercial? Why are you excited about that one in particular? Uh, Hard Rock is a, is a great brand, and uh, Michael Bay is a very talented uh, producer and director. So I personally am expecting some really nice see- things to see from him. So not just visually, but also like bringing in big names. Is, is that why? And having some positive association with a brand like Hard Rock, is, is that why you're excited? Hard Rock is a mainstream brand and a great name, and it's going to be exciting. Uh, it's their debut. So let's see where it goes. Yeah, people want to see new things. Absolutely. Yeah. So what else do you expect for 2020 in terms of fandom, football, social buzz? I have heard things, jokes actually, on in, uh, on the internet uh, with regards to, is there going to be a halftime show on TikTok? And we know that marketers, uh, it's a trend that we're seeing at TalkWalker, is that marketers uh, need to pay attention to TikTok. Should they be involved with it or should they not? It's going to be involved in their strategy one way or the other, if they're going to be part of it or not. Mm-hmm. But for people to start commenting and joking, saying, oh, is there going to be a halftime show on TikTok? Who knows what's going to happen? So we should pay attention to that. And leading up to the um, Super Bowl, it's going to be fun as well to see what brands are going to do. In terms of um, share a voice out there, who's winning the social media share a voice in terms of the Super Bowl right now? San Francisco has a little bit of an edge at uh, 56% of all uh, mentions out there regarding the Super Bowl uh, side with the Todd Grossman, CEO of America's Talkwalker, thank you so much for joining us in the studio. Thanks for having me. And happy Super Bowl. Thank you. You too. Well, that was great. Thanks so much for uh, sharing that conversation, Co. And a reminder to everybody, check out adweek.com. Make sure you are keeping an eye on us uh, on Twitter, especially during the game and the morning after. 
check your podcast feed because we're going to have our thoughts on how the game actually went down. We will probably be rather tired, but we will uh, get up early on the next day and we will be talking about how we felt about everything. And we want to hear from you. Don't forget, you can email us anytime at podcast at adweek.com, podcast at adweek.com. We love hearing what you thought, what you like, what you didn't like. And uh, we'll also be posting the uh, kind of top ads of the game and some of the weirder moments of the night. So lots to talk about then. Feel free to message us on Twitter. You never know what might show up on the podcast. And for some cross-platform promotion, we will also be doing some LinkedIn Lives on the night of the Super Bowl. So in case you're on your professional network, uh, we will be showing you a little bit of what's happening in our war room. Our theme music is by Home. This week's episode was produced by Co-M with production assistance by Josh Rios and edited by Lane McGibney. Uh, If you've not already, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Those reviews make us feel great, and they also help new listeners discover the show. Uh, Again, that email is podcast at adweek.com. Hit us up anytime, and uh, we will be talking to you soon. So for Adweek, I'm David Greiner, and we will be back right after the Super Bowl. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan.